Hey there. Like this show and want to create one similar? Let me tell you about Anchor. First of all, it's free. Uh, One of the main things that I love about Anchor, but that's not all. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. How awesome is that? Now, you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create. Whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world has never heard before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Welcome to The Kidney Connection, a weekly show about dialysis wellness, kidney health, and how to make holistic choices that can lead us to the healthiest possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Ebony G, a registered nurse in Baltimore, Maryland. For more information and free resources to help you get started, please visit our website, www.lwapllc.com. I really hope you enjoy listening to this show, but just a reminder, this show is not a substitution for medical diagnosis and treatment. And hello, welcome to the Kidney Connection, where we have another amazing guest. We have Miss Sherry Bogart on with us today. How are you, Sherry? I am great, great. Thanks for asking. No problem, no problem. And um, before we dig in, um, let everyone know who you are. Oh, world. I am Queen Sherry Bogard, uh, the founder and CEO of Be True Awareness Outreach, Inc., which is a nonprofit here in Memphis, Tennessee, but we serve the tri-state area, which is the borderline of Mississippi and Arkansas. I'm also a mother, and I don't use the traditional term grandmother. I am a mom-mom to a one-year-old, and he has stole my heart. His name is Ace. But above all, a social worker, a life coach, and just someone who... Uh, a, a woman or queen who is out here trying to assist people with changing their thought process by unlearning learned behavior. So that's who I am, Queen B. Awesome, awesome. So we're gonna dig right in. And I see that you know when it, when you when you say that, I'm like that screams like therapist slash social work to me. I just looked and saw that you do <laughs> have a master's in social work because I'm like that is such because I, I you know I'm I'm avid therapy goer, so I know the um. Mm-hmm. I know the the lingo I feel like it's kind of like a therapy or a mental health slang when I hear mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> oh my goodness so tell me about um you 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 have something called the colony of bee colony be true so what is that the colony the bi not Beyonce um just to take you all back quick 
directly with uh, the Beehive Colony. As a survivor of domestic violence, one thing that any victim, and I want you to know Be True Awareness Outreach Inc., this nonprofit serves men and women. A lot of times we think of DV or intimate partner violence just and we say, oh, that's a lady. But with our colony at this point, Be True has uh, been able or fortunate to purchase three homes. And of that, the three homes have actually been purchased by myself and I am not a rich bee. <laughs> I just, wow. I make it happen. I have a passion for what I do. And as a survivor and as someone who served in a uh, shelter where uh, battered women live, one place they need is space. And so that colony, if you think about a beehive, you have the queen bee. She works it. Mm -hmm. She has her colony. And right now, my colony consists of eight of us. There are three men on my executive committee. Shout out to uh, Leon, Dwayne, and Calvin, all those kings. And then we have our queens who is Destiny, Gail, Celeste, as well as Narisha. And um, I think I missed someone, maybe me. But if I miss someone by name, please don't shoot me. But we work day and night often and when they're out taking a break the queen bee myself is still working to make sure the colony survive and with our home and anybody we uh provide services to in our community just like a bee if you come to one of us we're going to sting you so um that's the whole concept we truly tie into the whole concept of the bee the, the, how she operates, how a colony operates, and how they survive. So while we're working to make honey, we're making honey in order to make the world or those who we touch lives a little bit better. That's amazing. That's that yes. that's amazing. You know, I'm, my um, podcast, The Kidney Connection, is all about wellness and not just, you know, emotional and physical, but that whole um, piece that you're talking about, the environmental wellness, especially for, mm -hmm. um, you know, domestic violence survivors mm -hmm. is so important. It's so important to have a, you know, a nurturing, safe environment. Mm -hmm. So that's awesome. Yes. I love that. I love that. So mm -hmm. I know um, some of the points... Um, that we had on here to talk about was how to address um, how to help yourself feel better and be accountable for your actions. So what's your, what's your take on accountability of self? Self-accountability. It is something that we just are, um, we're not accountable anymore in the sense of if something happens, I have watched, I started with this example. I just ended, uh, I filmed a play over the weekend. It's called When Woman and Man Sped Up. And I also, the next day, that was Saturday and Sunday, I ended up co-hosting a fashion show. And just going back to some of the, the intricate pieces of people who didn't follow through on a task that there was given to them and they're like oh I wasn't told to do that and I'm a Virgo and a queen bee and so I do everything by the book I'm gonna write it out I'm gonna text you 99 times I'm gonna email you 300 <laughs> times I'm gonna call you 60 times and you're gonna be like whoo you getting on my nerves but I want to make sure both of us have a clear vision because also with everything going on and even before COVID, if I pass out tomorrow, if I go to the hospital, I want things still to run and I want people to be comfortable. And so in one situation before I move on, I sent all these memos out and a person said, you didn't tell me to do that. Now we have two grown individuals talking and I'm like, so I didn't tell you to do that while I'm saying that I'm flipping through my phone, my cell phone, which is 
your personal computer now. And I said, let mm-hmm. me send this to you again. Oh, you mm-hmm. did. And still not being accountable. And that's what's happening in our lives with everything we do. When it comes to health, when it comes to us, we walking around, we're out of shape. Um, and we go, oh, I'm not fat. I'm good. And I can still eat this and I can eat that. But the doctor is saying, if you don't lose weight, you're going to croak over in probably six months. You get mad at the doctor. And then when you go to the hospital and you end up getting a toe amputated or you have to take all this medicine because you're stressed out and you have migraines and you're having pain, but you're faulting everyone else but self. You never take the time to say that, you know what, someone did sit down and say, I need to cut back on the salt. I need to um, pull away from the pork chops for a minute. I need to bake my food instead of frying it. I need to eat at home versus eating out all the time. It's always pointing the finger. But if we all know, and just give you a visual, when you point that one, the other fingers are pointing back to you. So you still have to be accountable. You got to take the um, you got to be responsible for what's happening in your life when it comes to relationships, whether it's man, woman, 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 male, male, or if it's work or with your children, you most definitely have to be mindful of what you're putting out there into the universe and that you're setting an example, not only for those that are looking at you, but yourself. You know, when you do something wrong, you feel it. And so we have to step up and be accountable. We, we have to take own that responsibility we have to own it and we have to admit to it and so I hope my visual played out and ended it just accepted it's okay to be wrong it's okay to make a mistake yes absolutely absolutely that giving yourself grace I think even though you know the accountability all that stuff super important however um, especially if you're doing it pretty consistently or regularly it's okay. Or even if you're just starting out on your journey, you know, it's definitely important to give yourself some grace and space to mess it up and, um, <laughs> and learn from it though, not continue to not be accountable, but to learn from that and to get better at it. Yes. So, yeah, I do. I do um, definitely agree with that. And I loved your point uh, that you talked about on being uncomfortable to make room for new things. So talk more about that. So you have to, um, I'm a believer in God. I put that out there. And I'm not going to get into all of the Christian stuff. But one of the things I always say for myself is if I get too comfortable, I'm going to lose the real vision and the true meaning. And I'm going to probably set myself up for a lot of mistakes. Um, sometimes being uncomfortable forces you to do the unknown, the unthinkable, and just in essence, all those things. You say, I can't do that. I'm, you know, I don't want to ride a bike because I don't want to put on biking shorts and I'm not comfortable with the helmet on my head. And I'm afraid if I fall off, somebody's going to laugh at me. But when you get on that bike with all those items on and you think about it you're like okay I'm uncomfortable but at the end of the day I know this helmet is going to protect me because I'm nervous about falling off this bike you know those things and so having that discomfort can push you out there and force you sometimes just to do those things again as I said that's unthinkable and it gets you out of your comfort zone step by step some of us have to crawl truly before we walk some of us just go straight into it 
But in essence, I have found myself to be more successful in most of the uncomfortable situations. It was uncomfortable being a um, social worker and being abused. <laughs> you know, uh, not only right, uncomfortable, right. it was not embarrassing to some people. And in some degree, it was embarrassing to me. But this is reality. And when I say, you know what? It is what it is. I'm going to just make this situation better. And I did that. I eased out of that uncomfort uh, zone. I said, you know, whatever issues I'm having, wherever that that low self-esteem is or those things that I'm not ready to face, I'm going to face them because I don't like being in this situation anymore. Found myself getting out of it and moving on. And so I had to be uncomfortable by being a victim of domestic violence to find that I wasn't perfect and I had some issues and I didn't want to face those issues. I had some people like, you're a social worker and you're beautiful and you have it all together. You have this big house and you have five cars and you mean you have low self-esteem, you know? And so we look at the outside, but you have to Mm -hmm. remember everything glitter isn't gold. (laughs) And so again, once I found myself being in that, uncomfortable situation I found myself rising and becoming a better person and so that's what I mean about you got to be uncomfortable sometimes to find that niche yep you absolutely do that is so true comfort like as they said nothing grows in the comfort zone so I think that's um definitely definitely true Definitely true. And that honestly brings me to the next point about maintaining your royal status, because um, in order to do that, you have to constantly elevate yourself. You know, you're constantly growing, you're constantly learning, you're constantly um, striving for more. So how do you maintain your, your royal status? That royal status, that is a status that's hard to maintain because once you're out there in the public, and I'm not talking about being a big figure, you would be amazed at who is watching you. And, you know, that's why you have to keep, you know, they say stay in your P's and Q's all the time because you just don't know. But the more and more I venture out into the world uh, with my crown on and um, everything else that's going with me, my cape on, I am super proud because that level of uncomfort has got me to where I am today. Um, Backtracking a little bit, the the fact of becoming accountable for my actions and the things that I have allowed to happen or even the things that I um, partake in has put me in the position now where when to keep my royal status is uh, a meeting to myself first. I get up every morning and do an affirmation or do meditation. I go, hey, queen. This is your day. We, we're not going to focus too much on yesterday. If it's something we need to work on and make today a little better, let's go forward. But looking in that mirror and I'm saying today is the day where you have to stand strong. You need to eat right in order to maintain who you are in that vision of educating, elevating, empowering that you're putting in the community, but also that you're instilling in yourself. I have to work out. The days that I don't want to work out. And let me talk about accountable again. I have an accountable mm-hmm. partner. And the days, because there are days I get up, I'm like, 
man, I don't want to work out. I lost three pounds this week. What do I need to work out for? I'm doing good because I got comfortable. <laughs> and so what I find myself, my accountable partner calls and say, hey, we got to work out. I'm like, shoot, let me get up. And so they're working out, they're eating right, they're meditation and learning how to uh, move, remove things out of my life that I truly have no control over. And that's how I maintain that status um, because everything starts with you first. For all of those who are listening, and if you ever gotten on an airplane or even if you watched a movie, the first thing they say is if you bring a child on the airplane with you and this plane go down, we want you to put on your breathing mask before you put your child's breathing mask on first. And that's what it's about for me with maintaining my, my status, the raw status. I got to make sure I put my mask on. I have to make sure that I'm geared up in, in the best way that I could be in order to give positive vibes to others. But again, it starts with me. I always say you cannot be true to others until you are true to yourself. And that's yes. how I maintain that royal status. Yes, that is so true. And I was going to ask you about your wellness practices, but you actually already, mm -hmm. I'm talking about them and there are a lot of them on this, <laughs> my, the same ones as me. Meditation is huge. Um, affirmations is huge working out is huge and I and I do all of that stuff more or less for my mental health really than my physical although my physical obviously benefits yeah. um but for me it's it all started you know the accountability for me started with mental so I think that all of that was very very powerful um powerful information so tell um the, well I see here so your your website is betrue.org that's correct. And on Instagram, you are Be True Outreach Inc. And Facebook, yes. Be True. Mm -hmm. Yes. And on Facebook, it's B E E B lowercase C, lowercase C, capital T, lowercase R, capital U, because being true starts with you. So it's a double message when you see Be True. The B, mm -hmm. B E E, is all about the bumblebees. You know, like I gave the uh, description earlier, you have the queen bee, she have her worker bees, and everybody come together and protect each other. And then when you look at the word true, it's uh, capital T, lowercase r, and that you is capital because again, it starts with you. You cannot do anything for anyone else until you have your mind, body, soul, spirit in the right place. Yes. Yes. So true. So true. And I see here you have a free offer on learn, learn behavior. What's, what's that about? So unlearn, learn behavior is a curriculum that I'm working on. And we actually started uh, implementing it here in Memphis, Tennessee at uh, the Women's Correctional Facility last year and then COVID hit. And because of that, the restrictions be true. And myself, uh, there was entities from be true that went into the prison, including my daughter. Um, and she gave the perspective of what is it like to watch my mom be abused? Um, and so a lot of times you hear the abusers speaking, but no one ever bringing kids in. Um, and so COVID hit and we had to move the program to working with men. So in the role as a life coach, I am working using this curriculum, Unlearn Learn Behavior with eight males who have been identified as uh, either perpetrators or have been abused. 
Um, they're of all race, nationality, and they live in facility here in Memphis because some of them have gotten into some trouble a little bit and just trying to come into a better place. So unlearn, learn behavior is about my life. It starts from when I was a child and I watched my dad abuse my mom and found out that my grandfather abused his, uh, his I'm sorry, his wife, which my father witnessed it. So learn behavior. And so what mm -hmm. we want people to do is all of that stuff you said, oh, I do this because I watched my dad beat my mama. Uh -uh, we're going to unlearn it. Um, and that's what it's all about. And in that curriculum, we go all the way back uh, by first starting with the genogram and just finding out who is your family? Who is your great grandmother? What was her role? Who is your great grandfather? And when I say we have the individuals, even when we was doing it with the women here at the women's uh uh, correctional facility in Shelby County, Memphis, Tennessee, uh, tears are just flowing because people like, oh, my grandmother, I watched her get beat and um, I watched her be mean to me and I, I just took on that behavior. And so anything that appears to be negative that comes out in a session, we revert it and turn it into to something positive, but we don't revert it. We use a lot of open-ended questions and motivational interviewing to help our participants uh, do better. And so we start, as we move on to this curriculum, we look at um, exercise and then meditation and all of those things that I've incorporated in my life to get me in a safe place. One of the things I remember is when I was raped, uh, about one of my abusers and I wrote a paper in grad school and my professor said, you need some help. And I was like, who needs some help? There's nothing wrong with me. You need some help. I'm just going off. <laughs> and I was like, why would you say I need some help? And he said, your paper, I had to write a paper about the population that I never wanted to serve as a social worker. And I didn't want to serve perpetrators. He said, I just read your whole life in this paper. And I'm like, what? But when you're hurt, you don't see what you push out there into the world. And right, right. when he said that I wasn't ready to accept that it took a year before I went and got uh, professional help, a social worker who needed a social worker. And I respect <laughs> it. <laughs> you know, people are like a social worker needs a social worker. I was like, yes, so a doctor needs a doctor, a nurse needs a nurse, a social worker needs yeah. a social worker. You know, and so um, after doing it, I knew then that, hey, I can make a change I started doing a lot of different things in my life and just writing it out in my journal turn my journal into a curriculum and when I say the men are like learning so much they're unlearning those learned behaviors and all of our sessions we refer to each other as a king and queen and we're finding that even in anything that be true does people come up to me in the street and say hey queen b and i have no idea who, who they are <laughs> but they're watching me on social media and they see me in other different avenues but they let me know that people are unlearning learning unlearning learned behaviors because I see so many people calling people B-I-T-C-H and W-H-O-R-E and those, oh, I hate those words. And my, my goal is to change it as much as I can. And I can see the changes. It's occurring. It really is. No, well, that is so amazing. That is so amazing. And I'm sure your community and the world is definitely a better place because of, um, because of what, you were, what you were doing. So thank you. You're welcome. And thank you for sharing what you do um, yeah. with us. I appreciate it. Yes. Welcome. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed today's show. 
please be sure to share this broadcast with family, friends, or anyone that you think could benefit from it. Also, share your takeaways from this show on your IG stories. Don't forget, use the hashtag LWAP. Check out the show notes for the resources and references talked about in this episode at www.lwapllc.com slash blog. Thanks again. Talk to you next time. 